One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. G'day, I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thanks for listening to the show. This is Better Than Yesterday, the Wednesday version, which we call Better Make It Quick. It's just a little cut down of a previous conversation because there's a lot of them and some of them are well worth having another go at. This podcast is designed to help you make today better than yesterday. That's it. Something you hear on this show will do just that for you. And we've been here since 2013. And on Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm here with a guest and on Fridays, I'm here with you. So, Enjoy the back catalogue. There's a lot of it. And to get you started on that adventure, on Wednesdays, we're, we're revisiting some of the shows from the past. Today, we're not going that far back, just to March 2021, March of this year, Craig Rucastle came on the show to speak about his book, Fight for Planet A, Our Climate Challenge. It's a, a follow-on. It's a book based upon the TV documentary, the series that he made of the same name, which aired on the ABC here in Australia. Craig is a very well-known person in this country. He's one of the founding members of the satirical comedy group The Chaser, which were just a bunch of mates at uni who started a satirical newspaper that ended up as this juggernaut of television shows and <laughs> going ongoing properties. It's extraordinary what they've created. And I actually asked, I said, Craig, you know, how did you go from being just a normal uni student to hosting TV shows on the ABC? Well, it was all accidental. Like, that's all accidental. You know, we started, when we were at university, a few of us, like Charles Firth and that did, we did, like, university newspapers and Dom and that. And so we, Charles was the one who was like, let's start a, you know, basically a satirical newspaper that will sell, you know. Never really sold. It was a crazy idea. But we started The Chaser. And, and from that, interestingly enough, the, the stunts, the reason we did stunts is it is an interesting story, actually. Because in the paper, there was a page where we would kind of interact with real people by, by sending them. In those days, we'd send them faxes, right? We sent a fax, for instance, to John Singleton. He, at the time, started a, a supposedly historical newspaper called The Eye, which existed for a certain amount of time and then just fell away. So we sent him a smart-ass letter. You know, we faxed him going, you know, what a waste of money. You should have given the money to us. We would have done a lot better job than The Eye, you know. And 
he, to his credit, responded like months later and sent us a check for like 12 grand or something, which at the time we were university students running satirical newspaper. We'd never seen so much money in our life. And we spent it on a printer so we could actually run the newspaper. But there was this part of the paper where we'd kind of send these things and interact with public. So when Denton comes along and says, I think you guys should do a TV show, and we start doing the pre-production on the first kind of election chaser show, He's like, you know, I really like the way you guys do that interacting. So you've got to now, you know, we've got to do that in the show. Now, there's a very big difference between sending a fax <laughs> and having to, you know, if it's on TV, you have to go up to people and you have to be rude to their face if you were being a smart-ass beforehand. So that's where that initially kind of came from. And it petrified the hell out of us. Like it was really frightening to do when we first did it. It's a lot easier to do um, the other way. But the the visual storytelling that you were able to do, particularly when I think about War on Waste, some of the the visual representations of just the mountains of junk, the soft plastic one I, I remember particularly, the way that that was informed by everything beforehand. You know, you don't accidentally come up with something like that, but to create such a powerful, powerful image so quickly... Well, let me firstly give credit where credit's due. So War and Waste, was that there was a British format. So some of those ideas came from the British format. Some of them we kind of created for the Australian, because this is different things, different countries, there are different issues and that. So it was interesting because Hugh Fernley Wittenstall, who did the War and Waste in the UK, would, did kind of stunty things, but in a very different way. Like he was just, you know, he was a celebrity chef who started doing this stuff. And then so... When we were asked, to, when I was asked to do it, it was like funny because here's a show that's got stunts. People will think that I've done it, but the stunts were very different. And when we kind of would put, we kind of gave it a more Australian twist on it and kind of gave it more of that chaser sensibility. But it was funny going, oh, weird, this celebrity chef's out there kind of trying to do stunts, <laughs> which is strange. That, that was a, a really impactful show that you did. The storytelling there, I feel just from talking to people that, I know, and, you know, people listening may not realise this, but some of your best friends vote Conservative, okay? Yes, they do. <laughs> and they really couldn't give a fuck about the things that you maybe listen to this show for. But that show touched people all through the community. Why do you think it cut through? Yeah, it was fascinating. And, let me, I mean, it was really surprising. I mean, I thought it was going to be a pretty niche show, to be honest, because it was a show about waste and me trawling through bins. And it was the opposite. It was like one of the biggest shows the ABC had at the time. And it was really surprising. I, I was shocked away. I was surprised by how change occurred after that, right? So I came from studying politics at university. So I came from this kind of government perspective of you change the laws, right? So the reason I'd be chasing politicians would be like, you know, because they're the ones who can change this. You know, they've got to change the law and then all, all will flow from that. Some of the biggest impacts from the show came from the other parts, which were where we were like, let's tell people what they can do themselves. And what surprised me is how many people responded that way. Like I'd have people come to me on the streets constantly going, oh, I've got to show you the picture of my beer. We've got nothing yet. Or we do this recycling. My kids are into it. And they hassle me all the time. And interestingly enough, that then led to, it's like the people doing that and then becoming passionate about it themselves led to the kind of, pressure being put on the politicians. So the politicians actually changed not because of the top-down thing. They actually changed because of the bottom-up pressure. And I did have politicians after that saying to me, you've got to realise we don't lead, we follow. 
It's like, okay, yeah. If they see something happening in the community, they see this pressure and the reality happening, they feel more like they've got to change. And I often think about that in the climate space, that you see this polling that says 80% of Australians are concerned about climate change and want to see change. But if politicians then see the population saying, oh, but I don't want to change that, or I wouldn't give up that or whatever, if they see that in actual fact there's not a real if they see that that there's not a kind of follow through from people on that i wonder if they kind of think oh we'll get away with this a bit easier and that's the thing isn't it hopefully with more tv shows and more books along the lines of what craig's working on we will all have more clarity about what we can do to fight the climate challenge that we have ahead of us and to deal with the climate challenge we're facing right now also you know we can do that so the politicians uh, really won't get away with not doing enough, which they're doing a lot of right now. I did ask Craig, what was the moment that he first became involved in fighting climate change? Interestingly enough, I was actually more active on the climate stuff before Warren Waste. So actually Fight for Planet A is partly based off stuff I was trying to do in my own life before that. So I was interested in environmental stuff. I've been interested in environmental stuff for a long time. Not to say I'm, I wouldn't call myself an environmentalist, but it's definitely been something that's been a concern. And climate's been something I've had an interest in for a long time. How, when, did you, when did you start? When did you realise, oh, oh, shit? I don't, I don't have a moment. I don't think of a moment that's, you know, like, but I certainly think that, you know, like we're talking about back in pre-rud days and that when you're going fuck why are we doing nothing about this this is ridiculous and then finally seeing something been done during the gillard years and then seeing that just being trashed stroke of a pen afterwards i mean how bloody depressing was that but i think i never would have thought of myself as somebody who would be communicating that space because i just didn't think you know i thought that's the job of an environmentalist i'm i'm doing political satire i'm doing this kind of stuff you know we would touch on climate issues, but I didn't think it would be something that I could really communicate about. So what Warren Waste was interesting about was that I came to that with somebody who cared about, you know, I was always somebody who was passionate about recycling and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't come to it as an expert. So I was kind of going on the same journey as the audience, which I think, to be honest, helped quite a lot. You know, I was learning the stuff as the audience was as well, going, shit, we need to solve this problem. Is there a way to find a solution? And often the answer was bang your head against the wall or you can't necessarily find one. But you, there were solutions out there. You know, there were things that you could change. And I found that in my own life you made changes that were, you know, great. You felt so good about. So the Fight for Planet A was actually – the reason I wanted to do that and go to climate was that I started to see little – hints in Australia that Warren Waste had been successful, but in a way that was almost like there was too much focus on waste. So you'd, people would be asked, what do you do about climate? They go, well, I don't get plastic shopping bags when I go to Coles. It's like, that's great. That's a great waste issue. It's got an impact. It's really important, but that's not really the crucial climate thing. And I started to see the government itself, like you saw Scott Morrison going to the United Nations and talking about when everyone else is talking about climate, he's talking about plastic waste. And plastic waste, again, really important problem, but you can't use it as a bloody excuse. You've got to be able to walk and chew gum on this. We cannot, you know, there's no use cleaning up the oceans while we just have climate change, you know. You know, it's like, hey, it's great the way this really clean ocean is coming up and lapping on my doorstep. Uh, so I just thought, you know, it was important to kind of talk about climate stuff as well. I, I want to do another war on waste at some point, but, I, you know, I thought... We had to kind of also recognise that there's some different things about climate 
That is comedian, author and activist Craig Rewcastle. We're going to hear more from him in a moment. You might hear an ad here. If you do, thanks. You're helping us keep the lights on. If you don't, you'll hear a delightful musical interlude. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Thanks for listening. This is better than yesterday. I appreciate you being here. We are on a, on a Wednesday episode. Better make it quick. Just a quick recap of uh, one of the previous conversations on this show. Scroll back through the podcast feed. There's something for everybody. And each and every one of them will help you make today better than yesterday. That's the that's what it says on the box. Craig Rewcastle, the actor, the he's not an actor really. He's, he's a comedian. He's an author. He's an activist. He's hosted a number of TV series about our climate challenge. And he's now written a book about it. It's called The The Fight for Planet A, Our Climate Challenge. And I asked him, what's the what's the thing that most people don't get about what climate change is? It's really hard. It's, it's so much harder to understand your role in it and, and the effects of it, right? So it's the thing about waste, right, is when you talk about it, you see it. You, you have that daily interaction with it. It sits in your kitchen. You see that thing there. You put it out your bin. It's that really tangible feeling and seeing it. You can see it. You can see that plastic in the ocean. You can see that turtle with a straw in its nose. There's a really tangible sense of that. In the mind, there's kind of two steps involved with climate. There's like, oh, hang on a second. So I use this electricity that uses this coal, and that then does something that leads to the earth hotting up. Like it's just that, you know, it's more steps that you can't see, you can't actually interact with. So I think it's a lot harder. And we spent a lot of time in Fight for Planet A with with, uh, Jody and the rest of the team just trying to kind of really visualise the impacts and visualise it because it is harder. It's way harder to understand it. It's such a big problem. Do you think our brains kind of shut down once we start to realise how big it is and it's just too hard and we can't actually conceive it? Yeah, like there's, you know, I looked a lot at kind of psychology of climate change stuff before doing it. And there's a really hard line there because you need to be able to communicate to people the size of the problem. But if it gets to a certain point where people think, oh, it's just too big a problem, I can't deal with it, they shut off and they psychologically shut down to it. And interestingly, I mean, I think actually in terms of climate, I I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was writing the, the book, Fight for Planet A, and I was thinking about waste and climate and i actually think in many ways we have more solutions for climate than we have for some of the waste problems we have like i'm more confident that in 2050 we could have 
solved a lot of the problems of climate change than I am that we will have solved, for instance, plastic in the oceans at the moment based on the information we have. There are a lot of positive things there. There are a lot of solutions there. So whilst seeing a lot of frustrating things in the climate space, I'm also sometimes quite optimistic about it as well. As you were researching uh, Fight for Planet A and as, as you're working on a show like this, like what did you learn about speaking with people who have, shall we say, watched a lot of just one particular window of opinion on the climate space through, shall we say, one particular news organisation that has a particular <laughs> way of speaking about it. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I, I, one of the we've all got I that think, uncle. We've all got that uncle. We've yeah, all got, we've all you got know. that uncle. Exactly. And one of the things I think is important is that I think that you can sometimes get, and I see this happen with scientists online, where they spend a lot of time arguing with the one dude who's the climate denier. And I think I, I'm always kind of in two minds about the the success of, you know, how useful that is. And I guess it is useful because you don't want that person's view just getting more and more attention without any kind of rebuttal. But when it comes to actually change, I don't think it's worth us going and having an argument with the climate denier, really. You know, there's only really 5%, 10%, I think about 8% is the kind of stats in Australia of people who are in that kind of full climate denial mode. I think it's more important to focus on the large majority of people who are aware it's a problem and want to see change but don't necessarily know what to do about it or don't necessarily think that they can, for instance, become active about it or talk to a politician about it. And to be honest, talk to a politician no matter which side you're on. Like, you know, you spoke to Matt Keane recently and it's great to hear the kind of climate stuff being put in the language of the Liberal Party because around most of the countries in the world, this is not a political issue. Australia is one of the few countries where that is the case and that has poisoned the debate here. But, you know, don't go and argue with the total climate denier who's don't go and talk to Craig Kelly's Facebook group about it. That's probably wasting your time. Talk to your friends who are the next step along or, you know, are probably not quite as far along as you. And talk to them and try and get them to be more active about it. That's going to have a lot more impact, I think. So I'm always very aware of those arguments that are used and I try to address them, but I don't do it in a way of arguing with them just because I do it in more of a way of correcting misinformation. Craig's, as you can hear, a very, very clever person. I'm really grateful for all the work that Craig Rucastle is doing because it's educating. It's educating a lot of people that might not know what we need to know about what's happening with climate change, without what's happening with global warming. And it's work like that makes it accessible, that helps people understand what they're actually doing when they head to the polls or when they're voting with their wallets. You can buy his book, Fight for Planet A, wherever you buy books. You can watch some of his previous TV shows in Australia. You can stream it on the ABC iView service. Thanks for being a part of it. If you want to hear the full conversation with Craig, scroll on back into in, the feed. It's, it was in March. It's a great chat. We go into a, a lot more detail about a bunch of other stuff as well, but I just wanted to get those little bits to you. So thanks so much for being a part of the show. If you do need me for anything, you can always find me on Instagram or email me, send us your email at gmail.com. That's where I am. I'll see you back here on Friday. Big thanks to Rachel Barrett, my executive producer, Andy Ma, my audio producer, Bree Steele, who produced this episode, and Toe Hyder on the music. See you on Friday. And until we speak then, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Have 
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.